Five everywhere across the globe. And I am recording. The music is just fading out right now because I already added music. It's that it's it's that hot uh, <laughs> Castlevania styled podcast mm-hmm. theme that I wrote years and years ago, uh, nine years ago, nearly a decade for the old podcast. <laughs> Very cool. Wait, you can't say that we're offline. I like how we're like, okay, we're starting the show. Now we're just like making sure all the things that we started are actually working. We're beta testing. It's yeah. fine. Well, it's like... <laughs> These are hot fixes. <laughs> yeah. What the fucking hell, Twitch? Aww. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, okay, there. You mad okay. at Twitch? There we go. There's that. Well, I just, I need to be able to see the chat because, you know, I forget that we do these every month. And someone yeah, might and... finally have that question that they wanted to ask me. Yeah, and I, and I never remember to come. Well, we usually only have viewers every other month, so I think we're good mm. for tonight. They skip um, a month? Also, it seems that way. Well, because, <laughs> you know, when, when I remember to actually post it, uh, anything at a time, not like minutes. It's... Yeah, anyways, hey, welcome to Triple Radio. It's been a busy couple of uh, days. Lots going on. Halloween. 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 Holla at your boy on the Halloween. How was your all's Halloween? Well, I took my kid to Fright World. Um, Really? So they do like a daytime like kids event. Ah, that's what I should have taken Jan to. Yeah. So she won't go. I took her one time to Fright World and she mm. it's one of those things that is a like like a wedge between us. Oh don't <laughs> like, bring remember that, up. that time you made me go to that place? It's like yes. you thought it would be fun. <laughs> she did not have fun. Yeah, he did yeah, he didn't make it through much. He mm. he <laughs> went through the least scary house twice, which was really just a maze of like uh chain link fence and then like chickened out a few feet into the other one but whatever it goes to charity he got some candy he got a a balloon sword he had fun with a couple things and it was whatever so there was that and does he gravitate towards any kind of you know like gateway horror kind of stuff yeah well it's like I, (laughs) i think i don't know if i mentioned here like yeah he watched um he likes monster movies Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, I showed him Predator. He loved Predator. When right. we were watching uh, Werewolf by Night, uh, he was very into watching that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's into like spooky stuff a little bit. But he does. It's. I think when it's in real life, it's a li- when there isn't the barrier of the screen. That's a bit mm. too much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always just curious. Uh, Especially, like, what are the newer, like, gateways for people and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's he's going through me as a conduit, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, you sort of have the choice, but mm. when things like Werewolf by Night show up, I'm just like, well, let's see. Now, we actually yeah. have friends who are performers there at that at the Fright World, haven't we? Yes. Yes, yes we do. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, Steve and Mackie yep. still do it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought so. I thought so. Not They don't do it like, uh, you know... I, I don't believe they perform like every night like they made of at one point. I believe okay. it's more like, you know, a couple nights a week. You know, that that's a young man's game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's also paying high schoolers cheaper. Yeah. Probably yeah. Game. Well, I, I had a like, colleague of mine invite me to to uh, to 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 for a job that would have been like 
it turned out, I didn't know exactly what it was, but it turned out to be like a, a dinner theater murder mystery, which compared oh, to working at something like a haunted house where you're really getting up in people's faces and trying to actually like really terrify them, make them feel something like, like even this is comparatively tame. And I had to tell her like, yeah, you know what? I've sort of determined my own like comfort mm-hmm. level. I don't want to interact with other people. <laughs> If I'm if I'm a performer, I also want there to be a barrier of the glass of a screen, either that or just the unspoken like theatrical rules of you're gonna sit down quietly in your seat and watch me, and we're both gonna pretend we don't exist. That's the only way in which I will perform from someone else in the same room is if we all pretend we don't exist. There's a lot of factors with those. I I did one of those because they when I was doing more freelance contract stuff and like, it was fun, but also we drove out to <laughs> that not fun had, you, you didn't make air quotes, but that fun shit with the way yeah. you said it, that you, yeah, it just dripped. No, I mean like, I can't even remember what the, like the fun was like the traveling there and back, but it was, okay. it was in like small town. Texas is the thing. Ooh. Like I, I forget I'm in Texas kind of thing. So we're just sort of like, Let's see how good this performance. Co- let's let's see what kind of questions these people have. Mm. <laughs> what kind of real guns they have. And <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll only do those very infrequently. I, I I feel like escape rooms come up a little more for that kind of gig mm. rather than okay. mysteries. Yeah. Well, Weiss, did you get to have any Halloween shenanigans this past weekend yourself? Did you any, well, any parties, celebrations, any excuse to dress up? Well, yesterday, so I went to uh, the Austin Film Society, did a six-hour block that I did not stay all for okay. of uh, of TV horror, which is Ooh. exactly the thing that I do every year anyway, which is exactly what I would have watched at home. So I watched uh, a really great episode of Chips uh, <laughs> that had... Uh, directed by John Aston, uh, Gomez from the, wow. that was, uh, <laughs> that had Donnie most from happy days as Moloch, the demon rocker. Um, <laughs> uh, that was great. And they showed a made for TV movie called the midnight hour. That was surprisingly very good. That's just like, there's, there's so much uh like good music in it it'll never make it to like dvd or blu-ray yeah. so they're like well we this is a good exchange <laughs> watch that sort of thing um that sounds pretty fun yeah that was pretty fun uh besides that not too much like uh i've gotten to do some improv shows last week but none of them were like halloween themed so i just yeah. just missed it by that yeah 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 and yourselves? Well, you know, like, yeah, the trick-or-treating, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, the trick-or-treating stuff, yeah, which, which is a hoot. I, yeah, I actually I went... Say, you get the virus. Yeah. You what? I, I went, went more all out this year than I than I usually do. Um, two years ago when the pandemic started, I did the send the candy down a tube situation. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and my kids have been telling me for a month, like, Dad, you should do that again because everyone really, really liked it. So I, I busted out the tube and I had like, I, I wore like a little head mounted microphone with a vocal filter that I constructed 
So to to make my voice sound monstrous, you know, in in a way, and yeah. um, and 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 I bought a cloak, I bought like a hooded robe and stuff, and I did makeup all over my face, and 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 did a whole set up a whole like lighting situation at my front door, so that when people approached, I I would you know th- they would hear. Yeah. Approach me and claim your bounty. We stand at the knife's edge between this world and the next. I would really ham it up and all that. It was cool. Did any of the kids get you to break character asking questions and such? It was just like, come forward. Do you have three musketeers? Well... No, they, they were all pretty compliant, except for this one neighborhood boy that my kids complain about constantly, who just like walked right up the steps. And I was like, return to the bottom of the stairs and wait behind your friend. And he just stood there and like, just, just kept, yeah, there was, there, there was one kid. Oh, what was the costume? Uh, it just, I tell you what, the costumes were not impressive this year. Like, uh, okay. like like two years ago during the pandemic, I could get real fanciful. And like if a little Captain America popped up, I would be like, approach Avenger, captain of your nation. And, you know, stuff like that. A mm-hmm. um, lot of the costumes this year, just like kids dressed all in black or like Fortnite characters that I didn't recognize uh, or masks that light up in a weird way. And that's about it. Hmm. Hang on, let me check. Okay, all right. I think, yep, there we go. The audio is not going through onto Twitch. Um, oh, shoot. Which I was... Uh, they missed our scintillating conversation about Thank you. Halloween. Yeah. All that... No, 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 no. Well, partway through, it started working again. Uh, Dave, well, because I fixed it. focus and look at your shirt, it's a Vegeta. Like, <laughs> it's really? It's a Vegeta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this bowl of ramen is Vegeta? Like if the ramen's not in it, but the stripe of yellow with the blue. <laughs> uh, oh, got it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. With the yeah. white around it. Yeah. I'm yeah. I to, def- I'm squinting and trying to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can only see noodles. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. My child, of course, was Goku. Um, and uh, which was, mm-hmm. of course, he was Goku, which the it, it, was, it was weird because like he kind of committed that at the end of September and I don't know how i'm not sure how into it he still was by uh um <laughs> by the end of October. by yeah by game time yeah uh but i don't know i gotta whatever i'll fix this in a second yeah. twitch is seeing the side of the dirty side of my skype window over here because <sighs> i pop things out to uh look at uh, the uh so i'll <laughs> fidget with that when i'm not talking doing twitch but, dirty. Uh, yeah i i think well, I think it, he also felt a little weird because he realized, like, oh, people aren't going to automatically know what this is. Ah, you know? get used to that, kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's half yeah. the fun of Halloween. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, but did you assure yeah. him that, like, kid, people are going to know who you are? The Well, the... Yeah, for that. Well, you know, enough... It, it, the people that matter are going to know. Yes. Like, when we were out trick-or-treating and there's a, an especially nerdy house... And as they're walking away, the guy was like, Goku, come back here. <laughs> Gave him a full size. Because oh. <laughs> he had he had bonus full sizes stashed for costumes oh. that he liked, like nerdy oh, costumes. That's a good idea. Yeah, because he had because they, they, they have his whatever other guy is there with, like was dressed up as Master Chief in like a full Master Chief costume, but like standing very still as if a statue. Oh, so when kids cool. got close, he would jump at them. Uh, <laughs> 
So yeah, he he did get the payoff there. He also won funniest costume in his classroom. All right. Uh, for whatever reason. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it, you know, it worked out. I was proud of myself because I crafted it, you know, myself. Um, including the symbol on the back, which was a pain in the ass. Really? That uh, looks that looks like professionally made to me. At least yeah. in the pictures you you crafted that yourself. Yes, I crafted that myself. I'm pulling up some pictures of this now. <laughs> I gotta get a closer look. Yeah, I. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like orange. <laughs> it's it was orange pajamas, which I cut up for the mm-hmm. the gi. Just a blue T-shirt under it. The belt is blue felt, which I just cut and just kind of folded over and tied around his waist. The uh, patch on the front. So, I was I was thinking back to like how we did patches at Resident Horror, and I'm like, I think those were just paper that we hot glue gunned onto people, um, or we might have had some kind of uh, iron-on patch material that didn't work very well, but. I, uh, One of the two that was correct, because I remember them falling off and just being around. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe we did. We might have ironed them on, but then resorted to hot glue, because I definitely remember putting hot glue on them and then pressing that against a person's back and them going, <laughs> ah! <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> uh, but I no. Sw- it, I could have swore you bought this from a store. This looks really good. Yeah, maybe up close you'd be able to tell, but... uh. Yeah, the front, I, I did find like an iron-on. The idea was you would iron it onto a piece of cloth and then you'd peel back the back of it and then it, that side would have adhesive. So you'd right. iron on there and then you'd use the adhesive to stick it to something else. In practice, that didn't work at all. But what <laughs> did work was just peeling off the uh, the thing on the adhesive and then just ironing it onto whatever you needed to iron ah, it on. Okay. Just reheated the glue and then it worked. So the mm-hmm. front piece was just like a, white felt that I cut out and then I, I just like traced and colored in the uh, symbol. But then on the back, I like individually cut out every piece of the kanji and like, like I did the whole iron and adhesive thing with those stuck them onto a piece of white, you know, a white circle, then stuck that onto a black one. And yeah, it came out pretty good. Yeah. I see that. I see that now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now. Yeah. Now that I've explained the, where the scenes are, how <laughs> you can see them, but yeah, you know, you look at it, it looks good, yeah. especially in pictures. Um, are are the boot? Did you have to fashion the boots out of something, or were the boots? Those, those are just boot covers. Um, they're shit. They they lasted uh, two wearings of the costume, three okay. wearings of the costume. Uh, yeah, they were soaked and gross and did not elasticize <laughs> to its shoes, and they went straight in the garbage last All night. Right. But that's fine. They served their purpose, and. Uh, but yeah. you didn't have to put, like a snowsuit over it or anything, so that's no, good. No, it was really nice. <laughs> I, I did give him, he put like a long sleeve shirt on under it, and I think that just kind of helped a little bit, but. I was going to say, was, that kind of works with the costume anyways. Yeah, you know, especially in, you know, it, it, it was just brown anyway, and he most he actually mostly kept it pushed up because it was just, it was nice out last night, so it was a good yeah. night of trick-or-treating. Um, but yeah, I Dave, I did notice there was a lot of people in my, in the neighborhoods I went through that were like, uh, you know, sitting out on their driveways and they were like having little parties, uh, being much mm-hmm. more active. There was the guy who I posted a video of who was had bloody sheets hung up across his driveway, was blasting metal and menacing children with a chainsaw. Oh, yeah. That I was mean, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and That's uh, right. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun Halloween faux show. Yeah, so I definitely I just had to have like seen one, more literally one button to fix the layout. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> seeing those lawn parties, which I did not re- like the the tailgating for Halloween. Yeah, seemed to be a new thing. To yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of that. Just just hanging out it was cool. Yeah, I liked it, and kids had fun. That's what you want. He got shitloads of candy. Yeah, just stuff. Fucking <laughs> shit. Um, but yeah, you want to talk about some nerdy stuff? Yes. Okay. I mean, <laughs> by the way, I, I I forgot. I have to. I we have to have a hard out at ten because I have to go be on another podcast at ten. Um. <laughs> well, that's fine because I I had a lot of games that I meant to play, but but didn't one of which i is i meant to play marvel snap tim because i assumed that you would have some things to say about it but i never got around to it here here's a question uh well because there have been a lot of like okay time to start your end of the year list and i've seen marvel snap show up a lot so so what the fuck is marvel snap (laughs) i've never heard until today so dave uh you are correct in assuming that i've played a, a massive amount of marvel snap in the last two three what since whenever it came out yeah basically i've been playing it nonstop. um so marvel snap uh is the first game from the company that was founded by ben brode who was the guy he was the lead designer on hearthstone uh oh. so he I didn't realize there was a direct design lineage between those two. Very direct design lineage. So, yeah, he left Blizzard like a few years ago, three, four years ago, um, around that, around there, and started his own company. Seems like enough time to make a game. And this is what he's been working on, uh, which is a mobile card game that uses the Marvel property. um, And it's just it's just really good um there's a lot about it that i just didn't think was gonna work when reading about it at first because it's like there's only six turns in the game players play at the same time uh you only have decks are only like 12 cards large and i'm just like this just seems like too simple like this is baby stuff and like no it seems surprisingly simple in in practice it, it is surprisingly simple but like the game is actually still very complex and it's like just enough. So it's like problem with Hearthstone uh, matches ended up taking way too long. Like a Hearthstone game could take like 10, 15, 20 minutes or more mm. for one game of cards. Uh, Marvel Snap, you are in and out of there in like five, under five, if that. Um, it's a for mobile i would assume yeah you, oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah yeah and it, it is designed for that whereas hearthstone was desktop first and then mobile later um yeah. you think like okay problem two with hearthstone <laughs> uh you have a 30 card deck and you need to you know you could have two copies of card in the deck there's legendary cards and just like trying to put a deck together you need a lot you know of cards to put in it to fill it out so you don't have holes in your deck here you only need 12 cards um and so you're not you don't have to get like multiple copies of each card because the decks are so small, like they run pretty consistently. Um, and the like the six turn thing, again, this makes things quick. So it's like there's three locations on the board and one will be one is revealed on the first turn. They reveal left to right and they each have a different effect. So they're different locations in the Marvel Universe, like, you know, Wakanda. Or the Sanctum Santorum, or uh, perfectly pronounced, by the way. Yeah, what like Wakandan accent? Mwah, chef's kiss. I was gonna say it's it's a great word for the uh, the beautiful Rochester hard A. Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bar, bar with no name. Uh, bar sinister. Uh, you know, sinister's cloning lab. You know, just all kinds of Marvel 
stuff. And but mm. each one will have a different effect. So Wakanda uh, has like a big shield around everything that stops cards from being destroyed. Or mm. um, uh, I'm trying to think. Well, like yeah, I don't know. There's a bunch of these. Um, like Doctor Strange's uh, house. Like you can't play cards there. Like directly. You want two more minutes? You have the negative zone, which gives cards a negative minutes. amount of power. And these are randomized every game. Um, and there's tons and tons and tons of them. And, you know, so one first turn, one of those locations is revealed. Each player has one energy to play, you know, a card with one energy. Then it's like player, you know, turn two, second location is revealed. You now have two energy to play, you know, up to two energy worth of cards. Third location gets revealed on turn three. You have three energy and then four energy, five energy, six energy. And the idea is to have you know, each card is assigned a certain amount of power. You want the most power at two of the three locations. And okay. there's strategies that are revolving, you know, that revolve around, uh, you know, cards like have effects when you turn them over, when they're revealed, like something will pop off. Some have ongoing effects, like Captain America gives all the cards of the location additional power. Some cards move cards around, like Nightcrawler can move, you know, once a game. To a different location mm. so that's how you put someone into the into dr strange's house you play nightcrawler somewhere else and then you move him there's cards that destroy other cards there's cards that destroy things in your hand um there's just like all kinds of different stuff that you can do and kind of be because of the randomization of the locations it keeps there from being like one dominant deck or one dominant play style and you can give just a lot of variety in the deck making uh, and I've just, you know, pretty much oddly, just about every deck idea I've had has worked like <laughs> just like, oh, wow. Yeah, that that'll work if I mean, some are easier to make work than others. Some depend a little bit more on locations than others. But it's just like, OK, you have an idea. It'll come together and you're not like struggling for cards like the cards they give you right off the bat or you can make a solid deck out of. There's a good clip of it. You unlocking more cards. Um mm -hmm. Yeah, and just having more cards gives you more options and makes decks, you know, just gives you different options for playing them. I don't know if you and, know yeah. this, but is there any randomization? Like, does everyone start the game with the exact same deck of cards to pull from, or is there some randomization to that? Like, could you theoretically, if you didn't like your starting deck, could you create a new account and get a new? No. No. All so right. you start, well, the thing is, <laughs> You start out with like the the same handful of cards, no matter what I think. But then, like the way they unlock, like you'll just unlock a random card. Oh, so you okay. Very quickly, will acquire cards that other people don't have. Like you don't acquire them in the same order, gotcha. and that's where things get spiced up and may point you in different directions mm. for making context. Yeah, and it's uh, it is not aggressive with making you spend money on it. Okay, uh, I have. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, the only card right now that you have to pay money for is a Miles Morales card. Um, <laughs> and that's it. That's the only one that like it, it's on the season pass and anything and else you'll you unlock. It? Normally. Yeah. Yeah. I bought the season pass. Yeah. It was worth it. I'm oh, it's no on the shame. season pass. OK. Yeah, it's on the season pass. So yeah, I no, I mean, pass, certainly the, the next card game from the creator of Hearthstone sounds to for someone like you, <clears throat> who was a big fan of Hearthstone. That sounds like, mm -hmm. yeah, this I'm comfortable with this known quantity and I will gladly spend money on it. That totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was made yeah. more for you. What's that? <laughs> yeah. 
Could that have been made more for you? Yeah, I know, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's nice, that, like, you know, it's not entrenched in Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff. It is, yeah. it pulls things from that that are more recognizable mm-hmm. from from the MCU. But, like, you know, it, it's, it's there's some deep pulls from the comics here that uh, <laughs> have not showed up on screen and like kind of kind of the big way it encourages people to to spend money on it is like so you'll have a card but every card has variants uh which are just different artworks and those are you know things you can pay to unlock if you just want your cards to look cool and different uh, okay yeah Doom's basically <laughs> yeah uh yeah. but yeah you know as you get currency you can upgrade your cards to kind of make them a little more fancy on their own and that upgrades your deck level and that unlocks more stuff and mm-hmm. it's just it's a lot of fun it's really addicting i've played an obscene amount of it <laughs> <laughs> i do not doubt <laughs> yeah. it, it will yeah it's it's my number two game of the year behind elden ring right now so <laughs> i that is pretty much the narrative i've heard right now <laughs> it's like those two and whatever people's favorite indie is it's like those are the three yeah well, yeah. well, well, Dave is talking to uh, a daughter or some such <laughs> or uh, something yeah. or a wife. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Speaking of favorite indie, Weiss, um, yeah. so Obviously, game I've been reviewing I, in the last I, week, uh, it's mm-hmm. called The Case of the Golden Idol. Oh, I I wrote this down earlier because someone said it's uh, Obra Dinn like. Yes. yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I saw those words uh, yep. iterated, you know, invoked for this game. And I was like, oh uh joe can you get me a review code for this game <laughs> he did and uh yeah it's it's obradinish uh for sure i see the comparison like you go in dave we're talking about case of the golden idol yes recent yes mystery adventure game so you'll get like a scene where a murder happened uh or is happening like literally just happened uh mm-hmm. and there's just points of interest um, around the screens for you to like click on. They tell you to like, there'll be like a little gleaming marker. Um, they, they tell you, you can turn them off to pixel hunt if you feel like it, but they don't recommend it themselves. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, no, we'll just show you the things you need to click on. So you'll, you'll click on things. You'll find like notes and, and other objects uh, that may, you know, give you clues or information and certain things like certain keywords will fill in in this uh, bar along the bottom. And then you flip over to another screen. And this is where like you have to kind of solve whatever's going on. So you have to like identify the characters involved. Usually there is a third. And then there's like a like a sentence or two or three that kind of explain like, here's what happened here. Like this character and this character were doing this thing. And then this person was killed using this. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so the, like my favorite so, level, yeah. My favorite level so far is there's like a dinner party and someone is poisoned at the uh, at the table. And you have to figure out, uh, you know, who, and there's like servants all through the house. So you have to like figure out where the servants quarters are, like who, which servant lives in, in which room, um, mm-hmm. who was sitting where at the dinner table um and like you know who did the murder why uh and it was a ton of stuff to fill out but it was you know it's super satisfying in that Oberdin kind of way of just kind of pouring through clues and 
piecing mm-hmm. things together like a little bit at a time. Uh, and how's the difficulty level? Like, because that was one of the things I liked on Oberdin was just like it was like the perfect yeah. spot for me. I, I have not had to dig into the hints yet. Uh, cool. So so far so good. Like usually, well, so it does a thing when you're filling out uh, like one of the screens, and it will tell you, you know, it it will say once you're close, it'll say two or less of these things are incorrect. So you know mm-hmm. when you're close, and you know when you're far away because of that. Like if you're just totally. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I'm missing something. I need to go through and, like, re-examine some of the evidence. Um, there was something, like, like in that dinner party one, there was, you know, I went through and I was like, okay, wait, no, there's something I'm missing here. And there was, like, a coded message uh, that one of the characters had that I hadn't cracked yet that kind of led mm-hmm. me to finishing the level. But just realizing, like, okay, there's too much wrong here. What What am I not seeing? And then just re-examining things and then i was able to kind of piece together stuff but you know i can just fill in fill in the guesses and yeah and it it helps because you know parts like identifying the characters and the forcing you to identify the characters in the scene will lead you will help you get to the next thing will help you get to the next thing so there's a nice subtle progression to pushing you through it nice yeah i guess my brain is just like thinking about the rise of murder mystery in general the le- since knives out yeah. basically <laughs> i mean just like yeah i feel like every well i think we all want control over what's happening <laughs> <laughs> solving the mystery yeah. so that's i'm in the middle of that but i i am really really i don't know if i'm in the middle i don't know where what stage of the game i'm in but i've been really enjoying it so far uh, like I, I have like no games, but I started the the last 3DS Phoenix Wright, the the one that has Spirit in the name. Um, Spirit of Justice? Is it just Spirit of Justice? Justice? Yeah, Justice Spirit, Spirit Justice. Uh, but boy, just the animation the last like two 3DS games versus like, because I kind of want to go back to the first one just to see the difference at this point. Just the elaborate cutscenes and all that. This one's weird because it's just sort of like, yeah, we're just gonna go supernatural. Like, <laughs> we're not afraid of that. Yeah, there, there's supernatural stuff in a uh, Golden Idol as well, mm-hmm. which is because you're kind of following this gold. The Golden Idol is the through line through all the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, having only played the very first Phoenix Wright and having fairly recently tried to help guide my ten-year-old as she plays, the I have first to lights out my kid real quick. I'll be back. All right. Um, it's which right is she playing? The, just the very first. Oh, okay. the, the the OG. Um, she's playing it on iOS. Uh, so right. so the graphics are yeah. higher resolution drawn, but um, I I almost can't imagine a Phoenix mm-hmm. right that doesn't just have static comic book panel style. <laughs> yeah. Well, the I mean, like this, I've been eased into it because I played the last one, but the right. last one was just like took me. It felt like it felt like like the first time you went to an arcade and there was a fighting game that was like a Neo Geo fighting game where it's just like those sprites like really stood out versus like mm. when you were playing whatever at home or, you know, what like it's it's a new it, it just feels bigger. It just feels like it's kind of a, a bigger space that they're playing with, I right. guess. Um 
and I, I think I'm most interested in like how it uses it for like the comedy. Cause like, I think that's <laughs> what was really fun with like the, the old static ones is like when they chose to animate them, it always like popped. And oh, yeah. I, and I would with say with an accompanying like, sound effect often the sort of, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say like that transition surprisingly well, like that stuff. Like, I think that was the physical stuff was the funniest stuff of at least the last game. Because it's just sort of like, oh, you've got the money. You can just animate everything on this person. You can just animate, like, and move things in and out in that I'm kind of sense. I'm wondering if I should. Now, wait a minute. These all exist on, uh, I don't know which Phoenix, I don't know which Phoenix mm-hmm. rights exist on Switch and which are only on 3DS, if any. As far as I know, the first three are on everything. Those, yeah, okay. that, that shows up on everything. The 3DS ones, I think, are just on 3DS, and the Switch has the newest one. Okay. Hmm. That, that's why I was buying those 3DS. Like, they might be on PC, but I don't don't know what you can buy on Switch. You might be able to buy, like, the the one Miles Edgeworth that was translated, because right. there's the second that wasn't that I still want to play. Don't well, know about Apollo Justice, but see, yeah. N- now anyway. I'm wondering, I'm I'm trying to remember the last time I I tried to buy something digitally for my daughter's 3DS within mm-hmm. the last couple of months. Like since like after the point at which you can no longer just use your credit card to buy right. things on 3DS. And so I think I got period. it to work, but I can't remember. I think I did. I think I had to like tie it to my Switch account. So I had to make it a, like oh. an additional thing because my 3DS account is already tied to my Nintendo Switch account. Oh, I'm okay. sharing that pool. I can still buy things on the 3DS eShop mm-hmm. until it closes down later this coming year. But my daughter couldn't because she had her own account. I think I yeah. figured out a workaround, but I can't remember <sighs> now if I did. So. so confusing yeah Yeah, i I still have a good handful of things i guess like black friday is coming up i want to see what they throw on sale but i know i'm kind of like waiting until the end because i'm sure there's gotta like capcom always every couple of months it seems the capcom Mm -hmm. has been putting all their 3ds games on half price uh same with atlas so yeah i think I guess I should clean up some of those Sega games just because that is kind of the best version in a lot of senses. Those 3DS ports. Oh, yeah. For, yeah, yeah, I know. They are good. <laughs> There's the, too many of those have not yet been ported to Switch. Yes. And I wish they would. Yeah. I mean, I want it all ported to Switch. I know. <laughs> well, I, I want M2's, you know, round robin style Streets of Rage 2. Mm-hmm. To get ported to Switch. Oh. Because that's that. you know, like like that version has the, the, the 3DS Streets of Rage 2 has this round robin mode where you play through all your characters almost like TMNT one style where when Axel dies uh, you start playing as Blaze and when Blaze dies you start playing as Skate and so and mm. so on to get through the game. I, I just haven't played I think I like made sure I was just like, oh yeah, this is great. I'm glad I bought it and <laughs> never like played it. Yeah, no, or at the very least, you know, I, I hear M2 has pulled off some additional technical miracles on that new uh, Mega Drive 2 mini console. Um, 
in terms of like like they they took um they went in and recoded uh space harrier 2 so that the the scaling is actually smooth instead of unbearably choppy um those guys those guys they've no. worked so much magic and these things are trapped on dying consoles like i know they could just probably snap their fingers they could just flip a switch and put all these things on switch 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 yeah. the switch I would at Damn least me. rebuy Galaxy Force 2. Like yeah, that's, that's I'd the... rebuy that many times. <laughs> it's like the shooter I've played the most in the last like five, ten years, I think. <laughs> really? Probably. Yeah. Makes me want to play some Galaxy uh, Force 2 right now. Nice. Uh, speaking of shooters, sort of. There we go. Um, <laughs> I finally started playing... Um, that game that everyone's been talking about, Vampire Survivors. Oh, I meant to yeah. play that. I bought it. I, I bought it on Steam a couple weeks ago, meant to play it, and and didn't for reasons I will tell you later. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah but that, that game released an early release, like the end, very end of last year or something like that, because I feel like everyone came back from, well, everyone, you know, game journalists and, and people who I listen to that talk about video games, like, came back from Christmas break and were like, oh, my God, Vampire Survivors, this game's ridiculous. Um, yeah, it, 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 like, full released back last month. Um, and I had bought it on Early Access, and I just mm. had it because it was five bucks, and I never spent the time to actually play it. But now that I got a Steam Deck... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I just I'm, bought it on sale for four, so, you know... Oh, um, ouch. Yeah, I'll buy you but, a Coke. Uh, yeah, just basically, you know, it, it's sort of like if you told somebody uh, about what Castlevania was, and then he told somebody, and they told somebody, and they told somebody, <laughs> and somewhere at the end of the telephone game over in Europe, out came this game <laughs> that clearly has borrowed a lot from Castlevania uh, mm -hmm. in terms of, like, its enemies and characters and weapons. Uh, and that it has like all of the Castlevania weapons. You got <laughs> first guy you have has a whip. That's his weapon and daggers and axes and holy water uh, boomerangs and all that <laughs> stuff. And so it's just like, you know, you have your character uh, who just starts off and, and it's like a top down game, overhead game, and they attack automatically. So your character, your whip character, he will just whip like every three seconds or so and all you do is move them around and enemies will come in and you hit them with the whip and then you pick up experience and then you'll level up and every time you level up you get to you know pick an upgrade which could be say you upgrade your whip so your whips whips mm -hmm. twice on mm -hmm. you know on either side of you or the next level you get a dagger so now you're throwing something in front of you or the axes which loop out or holy water, which hits the ground, or whatever. Um, there's probably at least a dozen different weapons that I've found so far. Uh, and then you're either adding more weapons, or you're upgrading the weapons that you have, and the and everything just ramps up. There, you have more weapons, but more monsters are coming in, and stronger monsters, uh, monsters that might have different behaviors, and you're just like walking around the level, just with just the control stick. The only time you use buttons is when you're selecting thing from menus. Otherwise, all the attacks are popping off automatically. And you're just kind of building up this 
Castlevania death machine uh, as, and trying to survive as long as possible. And levels will have uh, different goals and different things to find. And there's there's an mm-hmm. achievement list, which initially I dismissed because it's achievements. Uh, but following those achievements is how you unlock more stuff in the game, more characters, mm-hmm. more weapons, more stages, like etc. Uh, so you it's don't just, just pay for them? <laughs> yeah. Well, that you can also, like between runs, you acquire gold and then you can buy upgrades like just passive upgrades for your character, better armor, better attack, health regeneration, better area of attack, stuff like that. So it just feeds into itself. You have a really good run, you get a bunch of gold, you unlock some stuff, and then you have more toys to play with and you're inherently stronger. So it's just, Hmm. yeah. And, uh, you know, runs will last 30 minutes before the game just decides to kill you and you're dead. Um, I made it to like minute 32 uh, once. (laughs) But yeah, I, I believe this game is coming to Switch soon. Uh, oh, okay. Well, no, that's right. No, it's actually releasing on console soon, on Xbox. I saw because yeah. it's going to be on Game Pass. Yes. Which means um, it's probably headed to the other things soon as well. Yeah. I mean, it'll be a fantastic Switch game to play. And then, like, if you're in the middle of the run, you can just put it to sleep and whatever. But, yeah, it's, it's really simple, but it's really fun mm-hmm. and satisfying. Though the thing on Switch is, like, you end up with a lot of like sprites on screen at once. And I have to think that might make the, the switch do some chugging. Hmm. I could see that, but yeah, it's a fun game. Uh, I've, I've played quite a bit of it. It's, it's, it just, it tickles the spot in the right way in terms of upgrades and watching nice. shit happen on the screen in yeah. a very video gamey way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like the kind of game that I probably could have just picked up and spent an hour with and at least gotten the gist yeah. of it so that I could be mm-hmm. conversant. Yes. about it uh, uh but so busy dave <laughs> so busy playing one other game <laughs> well do we want to talk about uh just the konami transition to all the silent hill shit sure that was yeah that's Fucking wild <laughs> it's what it's wild because i've written konami off for so long and just like oh they don't care about their shit anymore yeah so it was it was nice Mm-hmm. To actually make a big, just to have a big like thing where they announce like five things and just make some pomp. But mm-hmm. uh, getting Christopher Gans back for the new movie is the most exciting thing <laughs> for me. Yeah. Because the problem with that first movie was the script. Because <laughs> the direction was great. Mm-hmm. The tone was super good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that movie had some cool stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, Better than a lot of its contemporaries. Yeah. 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 I feel like I watched the second one at some point. I could Uh, never bring myself to. (laughs) It's bad. See, but the thing, I watched it in like the phase of me watching of Well, it's more the phase of how old my child was. And that like I would rent a movie and be like, I'm going to watch this. And I would fall asleep for the second act and wake up for the third. Ah. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> so I'm that explains a lot about how some movies are made <laughs> <Go on>. yeah <laughs> yeah so i i don't remember that movie being very good uh but yeah it was it was wild for konami to uh ignore silent hill for a decade and then be like yes. yeah i guess we'll make four games <laughs> like like yeah a remake a canonical sequel uh most importantly an annapurna 
game that yeah. will be much smaller, but I'm sure I'm way more interested in. Yeah, that's probably the, the one <laughs> How, on the game uh, side. I, I've seen some opinions about uh, the studio that's been tasked with that uh, doing the, the, the Silent Hill 2 remake. Um, mm-hmm. Do yep. we have opinions about that? I don't know anything about them. I don't. I did not. I, I saw... Yeah, I, I saw people being very negative on the studio, mm-hmm. so it made me wary, but I was just sort of like, I have no experience with, so I don't know. It's just like, they've been desperate. I mean, they made, what, I think Never Ending Nightmares were their first two games, and then they made The Medium, oh. which was just basically like a desperate, desperate plot, you know, cry to say, let us make a Silent Hill game, please. <laughs> look, it'll be like this. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, they got to do the thing that they've always wanted to do. But maybe okay. because they are doing the thing that they always wanted to do, it will be done, you know, mm-hmm. correctly. But yeah. it's also under Konami, who is kind of like whatever about their properties. So who knows? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful that this is a new era and brings in new fans thereof. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny because that- place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Silent Hill 2 is, you know, that's the big one. That's the one they're remaking. That is the mm-hmm. one that I have never watched someone play through. Uh, obviously, I know a lot about it. I, I only The only time I saw someone playing was when Rory was playing it at, like, the first River City Rumble shoot, and Dave was dissing the uh, draw distance of the graphics. And Yeah. Draw- <laughs> I, I was going to bring that up, because that's really yeah. also my, the sum total of my exposure to mm-hmm. Silent Hill. So. That is true. We watched, I definitely watched three a lot more. Yeah. I I've watched, you know, we watched, we watched George play one, which was hilarious. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I I think I saw two more during college. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I saw a ton of three, saw the room, saw homecoming. Never, never barely seen any of two. The one that is the, the one. I, I tried, this is where just my motion sickness got me. Cause the, the Xbox, original xbox version people are like this is the version to play and i'm like cool but the camera itself was very of its age (laughs) so like moving around with you know because the whole thing is like all the ash falling so you can't see shit and that really it's like driving in a storm yeah that kind of headache yeah yeah, just just hasn't you know I I play Resident Evil games because uh, <laughs> there's more. Well, I play Resident Evil after four games, yeah. and by that I mean I just play four. <laughs> it's not like I've played seven or eight that are supposed to be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but, hey, you got you got that remake coming of four that they finally. You know, I haven't watched actually the trailer that they showed off of that. I just I don't. I know. mean, if it's if it's cheap and on a platform. I, or a console I own, I'll probably pick it up because it's very satisfying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I still want to have to play two and three. Well, finish two and play three. Yeah. So, Dave, what is the one game uh, that you alluded to playing? Yeah, um, it was my my Halloween game this year. Which every year I decide I'm going to finally like play all the way through Majora's Mask. And mm-hmm. this year I actually uh-huh. put the cartridge in my 3DS like at the start of October. And I was like, I'm going to play all the way through Majora's Mask this time. Didn't <laughs> touch it. Didn't touch wow. it at all. Um, my, I, uh, my kids, we, we, rend- we borrowed um, Smash 
uh, Ultimate because I've five years into owning a Switch. I have never owned Smash. Mm -hmm. And uh, we borrowed that from the library. My kids fell in love with it to the point where I was like, all right, next time I see this go on sale for its lowest price of $40, I will buy it. That <laughs> happened the next day. Ah. And we bought it. So my kids have been playing a lot of Smash, having fun unlocking the characters. My 10-year-old's been playing through the the single-player mode. She loves that shit. Um, but, but, but that hasn't taken up my time. Uh, meant to play Vampire Survivors. Never booted it up. Uh, meant to play Marvel Snap. Never even downloaded it. Um, the uh, uh, I can't stop playing Castlevania Order of Ecclesia, which is oh, the one Igarashi Castlevania I had never played before. Oh, that's why. That's yeah. why I was, okay. was one of these games. I'm like, I'm finally gonna play this. Yeah. Um, even the worst ones are super addicting. Like yeah. that's the thing about that formula. It's <laughs> what well, so not here, the worst one. No, no. In fact, I had to go back and look at contemporaneous reviews. Like critically, mm -hmm. critics, game journalists that we know were pretty much universally like, "Wow, this is the best DS installment." So, like, th this is easily better than Dawn of Sorrow and Portrait of Ruin. Mm. Uh, they were, the critics at the time were very enthusiastic yeah. about it. I remember that. Yep. While I recall the fan response was far more mixed mm. and it was that well, mixed was... fan response that put me yeah. off so much for so many years well because well, like that came i don't know like it it was so saturated at that point and it's not like they stopped making metroidvania games but it was the third one it just felt like the third one it was the yeah. seventh within yeah. like i believe 11 years mm, right <laughs> and it was just like going through the motions at that point it well went. i remember it was trying to it had like some like the shorter stage thing going on in some places like more abbreviated stages it had like a weakness system with like blunt and slashing and piercing and right I remember it, those things. I tell you what. I remember the soundtrack being better than the last two at that point. Like, yeah, yeah the soundtrack's pretty good. Um, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, for people who have not deeply played the Igarashi Castlevanias, um, mm -hmm. the differences ultimately, like, I was put off for this game for so many years because people said, oh, it's so different. It's like, it's harder and the gameplay system is very different. The game structure is different. And I thought, oh, okay, I'm, then maybe I'm not going to like all that. Like, at the end of the day, it's still a fucking Igarashi Castlevania. Like, the minute-to-minute -minute gameplay is exactly the same game that they had previously made six times prior to this within the previous decade. Um right. So that's part of it is that that familiarity, it's so easy for me, to, even when faced with alternatives, like mm -hmm. I'm instantly familiar with how this kind of game works. I like I have to imagine it's the way people approach like monster hunters. I know that there are some yeah. monster hunter games that are probably more accessible for someone like me. But like if you've played all of them, I'm sure at some point you have to concede like they're all basically the same just with subtle differences that, mm -hmm. you know, differentiate them. And so it's like mm -hmm. in hindsight, without the burden of expectation of this being like, this is the next mainline Castlevania game. And what turned out to be, I believe the final 
the final mainline Castlevania game, maybe if you don't count the Lords of Shadow series. Um, and who would at least and, timeline wise? Ma- well, no timeline yeah. would be. Yeah, well, no, because after that was the yeah. HD one on right. Xbox Live, and maybe like Lords of Shadow two, maybe one. I yeah. don't remember. Yeah, right. I think one was after that. Like Lords of Shadow one yeah. and two were after that, and then Mirror well, of Fate who had the fucking <laughs> leap to the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like with with the benefit of hindsight and and without all that weight of expectation, like I can safely say like yeah, this is a really good ass game uh with a lot of th- that is basically <sighs> as good as any other Igarashi <laughs> Castlevania. The, uh I can also comfortably say it certainly doesn't dethrone Symphony or um or Aria as mm-hmm. the two best games of in that style. <laughs> And there could certainly be arguments to be made where this game sits. I I think I personally do agree that it's the best game, the best of the DS installments. Um, It's in the top three. (laughs) What was the second one? Portrait of Ruin. Portrait of Ruin, yeah. Jonathan, Charlotte, Charlotte, Jonathan, Jonathan. Yeah, that one. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you what. The, you know, Portrait of Ruin, I, I feel like Order of Ecclesia, if if I'm going to deeply dissect what it is that separates this game and, and sets it apart, is that it it does a lot of what Portrait of Ruin tried to do. You know, I think Portrait of Ruin deliberately tried to pivot away from you're in one big castle, we're going to make mm-hmm. discrete stages now in discrete areas so that we can explore a wider variety of biomes and not just interiors of a castle and to that end the only thing i remember about portrait of ruin is the egypt level <laughs> i'm yep, sure there were others that. Yep. but, yep. but so that's all circus? i can think of i don't remember <laughs> was and, it and, portrait or order of ecclesia that you could really feel the repeated assets in a stage where it's just order. like oh they was that portrait that was portrait. Oh, yeah. because I'm thinking oh, portrait. Oh, well, okay. order is I much the same because okay. <laughs> while order also has those discrete stages, uh, some of them, yes, some of them very small, some of them literally just a single long corridor with no verticality right. at all. Um, That's I remember that being my main issue with yeah. if it was order. Well, yeah. and I get like while that's I, I can't say that that's lazy while that is let's let's call it economical let's call that yeah. economical design um they are also not so long that they get tedious okay like they are that small and they're over that briefly and then what really sets this game apart mostly is the feeling because all of these little discrete areas you can very very easily dip in and out of them they all have multiple entrances and exits uh there is a shop that you can return you can buy magical tickets they are a cheap item you can stock up on them and so you can use that at any time to vanish yourself away from the stage you are in and return to the shop Basically, and, and restock your potions and save your game and buy items and buy whatever you need. So you can really dip in and out of all these areas to your heart's content. You can really just travel the way you select the stages from a world map. Like people described it as like sort of half hearkening back to Castlevania 2 because you're sort of roaming the countryside. And, and yeah, it does kind of have that going for it. Um, but unlike Castlevania 2, I think because it is not this ongoing contiguous thing that ah, 
while yes, I was tired of that after five games in a row that were one contiguous castle, and I'm like, okay, it's cool to do something ne- something new. That's great. It's great as an alternative. At the same time, it doesn't make me feel the same way because there's yeah. something claustrophobic and tension generating about being trapped in one contiguous space. If the yeah. game takes place across a single terrible night within this within these castle mm-hmm. walls and there is no escape, there's some inherent narrative tension there that you just don't get when you can sort of freely, freely flit about, let's see, I'm going to visit the caves briefly and stock up on this item so that I can pop back out to the shop and get this. It, 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 it's like the game mechanics are a bit more exposed. The, the, the gears are more visible. Mm. Um, it, it, I guess it always fascinates me with video games versus anything else. Just like what makes a Castlevania game like, like franchises in general. Yeah. Cause it's sometimes it is those small things. And I think like, you know, Castlevania had the benefit of being massive and could experiment with getting outside of the castle. But, mm. you know, some people want to see the story continue but does that feel like the last game, you know, like, and what does feeling like that game mean and how does that feel different? You know, like there's, there's so many things. And, and space sometimes (laughs) I know. And here's, and what's interesting is that even without that particular piece of connective tissue, because everything else is so familiar, it's the same sprites, you know, the, the right. exact same enemy sprites that we've had for 11 years. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the music is vi- that the style of the music is the almost sort of weird jazzy touches that Symphony had. You know, it's it's all there. Mm-hmm. It's all there. It is, you know, all that stuff clearly marks it like, oh, yes, this is very much a Castlevania game. The way the weapons work, even though you're not like you're you're sucking up glyphs as tattoos on your back instead of enemy souls, you know, (laughs) swirling into your body. But the net effect is the same. Um, You know, it's, it's slightly different window dressing. So, so yeah, even without that connective tissue, it still very much feels like a Castlevania game, but, and here's what I didn't know. (laughs) And this kind of blew my mind. I expected, I, I did sort of, I was aware that there was going to be this sort of halfway point at which, well, you can get the bad ending and the game sort of ends there, or you defeat the boss the correct way and then the back half of the game opens up. Well, the back half of the game is Dracula's castle and mm-hmm. it is right. a large contiguous castle. So mm-hmm. that's so that I also didn't realize before then that contemporaneous critics were the ones who were very enthusiastic about it were like it's kind of the best of both worlds because you get the sort of linear stage progression of an old school castlevania too but you also get a dracula's castle to explore um and so it's yeah i'm like probably halfway through that dracula's castle now and it's such a weird game to analyze like this because while i think it is like interesting on an intellectual level, all these little very subtle mechanical differences that are there to set the game apart and to make it feel fresh after 11 years of basically the same thing. While I appreciate those things and this game definitely has its hooks in me, I can't put it down, you know, at the expense of other games. I don't have a lot of feelings toward it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that was part of, I, I think like, my meh at the time 
because it felt like like the worst case scenario um like mobile games where it's mm. just sort of like oh i'm not invested but i'm playing like mm. it's it's gonna keep me going it was the same thing i i felt for um oh shoot what was the animal crossing like game for 3ds i can't remember uh, uh like what was that oh, fantasy life yeah fantasy life i where fantasy life felt very much i because it's the most generic title i always have mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but like that game just feels like a mobile game to me where it's just like oh i'm just doing the tasks versus animal crossing i'm getting a little more like mm. yeah connection like what is to the emotional the resonance of doing these tasks yes. Uh, and yep. and in that sense, I almost feel like after seven installations, like they mechanically and game design wise, this game does a lot really, really right on paper. You know, traversal yeah. is easy. It is easy to acquire the items that you need in order to alchemize the new things in the shop. And because the game mechanically sets it up to make it easy to access the various locations you need to go to. Like, like it's almost over-designed in that way that the first couple entries in the series, the, not the jank, but there were design elements that didn't need to be there. They served no purpose other than Mm -hmm. just to sort of add to the mystique and your emotional connection of the game. And there is none of that in this game because of the focus on good game design. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it's, I can't fault it for that. It's a very well-designed game at the expense mm-hmm. of me caring about what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. I also, oh, well, I also remember. So I, cause I got this game the day I got the job where I currently work. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Happy anniversary. <laughs> I had a job that long. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, no, actually, I believe, yeah, within the next week is my, like, 14-year anniversary working at this place. Ooh. Wow. Hey, 16 retirement. more years to retirement, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. We're, we're, we're almost done counting up and starting counting down. <laughs> hey, Jana's counting down. She's over 15. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, it is true. Um, oh, I just but, never retired. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm like, <laughs> But I remember getting this game uh, and being kind of like, ah, but this was also the fall where like in a six week time frame, there was the first dead space. There was fable two. There was fallout three. There was mirror's edge. Oh, there was Jesus. left for dead. Oh, Jesus. Um, it was, it, there was gears of war two. Oh, for me. forget it. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like a lot of the, the, the three sixty stuff where I started distancing from it. Yeah. I mean, that first Dead Space rules. But, that yeah. first Dead Space rules, yeah. Like, all, I, like all those were, like, it was a very good fall. Like, a lot was popping off Yeah. Uh, yeah. with with those games. Um, at Rock Band 2 for you, Dave. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yep, but, 2009. Yeah, it's great it year. was just, like, e- even, you know, with, with whatever hindsight might say about that run of games, like, at the time, it was incredibly exciting, Uh with that stuff coming out um and and just like well here's castlevania again yeah that game got wiped from my brain very quickly (laughs) and persona 4 was also that oh Uh, yeah that's what (laughs) good lord yeah that that would have come out in december i believe yeah (laughs) so yeah 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 so i guess i'm again i'm enjoying it 
And I think it's fascinating from an intellectual standpoint to sort of analyze it and its place in, mm-hmm. you know, the, the release history. I can definitely, I can see the clear connective tissue between this game and Bloodstained, uh, which I think, which personally turned me off because it takes the, th- the changes in this game and just sort of runs too far with them. Um, oh, Bloodstained, not Curse of the Moon. Yeah, yeah, not Curse of the Moon. The the yeah, I'm like Curse Ritual of the, of the Night. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. the one. Um, yeah. I see some connective tissue between this and uh, Time Spinner, the homage to Symphony of the Night that I really enjoyed. There's some mechanics that are clearly borrowed from this game that I didn't realize. Um, so so yeah, as an intellectual exercise, it's really fascinating to analyze it. And yeah, it's a great game that I'm enjoying, and it is. It's better than Harmony of Dissonance. It's better than Circle of the Moon. It's I think it's better than Dawn of Sorrow. And I'm enjoying it more than Portrait of Ruin, though I have not gone back to Portrait of Ruin. Yeah. So again, like Dawn of Sorrow is one of those mechanically sound. Yeah. I think Dawn of Sorrow is very mechanically sound and I felt nothing for it. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, it's Arya and then everything else. You know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, if they would only remake Arya in Dawn's engine. Yeah. I'm, I'm just <laughs> no. I, I want the. I want. I need to switch loadouts. I need the ability to switch loadouts. <laughs> Which one did I have to use the fucking stylus to? That was Dawn. Yeah. No. You well. Fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> but the that, engine. That the just slightly yeah, higher resolution sprites. That's a great resolution for Castlevania sprites. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. No. It looked nice. It was, it was just the stylus there. thing. It was just like, ah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that is the game I play. Oh, no. I played another great game, a really cool game that I liked a lot, and I got it for free while they were giving it away for free until Halloween. It's called Candy oh, yeah. Creeps, and it's by oh. Digital Eclipse. And Digital mm-hmm. Eclipse is starting to make some original, small original arcade games expressly for this purpose. Chris Kohler told me on Twitter that if I signed up for their newsletter, I'd get a free game. And I did. And it's this cute little (laughs) Halloween game called Candy Creeps that unlike most like throwback single screen arcade games made today, um, this very deliberately harkens back to Nintendo's specifically. This is an homage to Mario Brothers and Donkey Kong. And I love that because those are kind of my favorite old single Mm -hmm. screen arcade games. Um, and it's Halloween themed and it's two player simultaneous play like Mario brothers. And it's great. It was a delight. My kids loved it. Cool. Yeah. No, I love just, I love that it exists. It was, it was one of those things where I'm just like, am I going to put this on my work laptop? Eh, Maybe (laughs) (laughs) like if there was a free demo on switch, I would have gotten it immediately kind Mm -hmm. of game. Yeah. Yeah. Just four levels like a Nintendo, uh, arcade single screen game uh that loop endlessly and get harder with each iteration and uh yeah a really great gameplay loop where you you collect a certain number of items and you unlock superpowers and you defeat the giant pumpkin that sits right where the (laughs) pow block would sit uh by bopping it just like the pow block and then you move on to the next (laughs) level and yeah Yeah. no it's great just a simple uh, intuitive enough for my kids to get into exciting enough that Jan Jana kept begging mm-hmm. for a turn at the controller and like shrieking at uh, when the enemies would fly at her. And, uh, we all had a good, great time with it. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. And that's yeah. it for me for games. Who did the music on that? 
I know? don't know who does okay. original music for Digital Eclipse these days. Right. Yeah, that, that's exactly what my thought was. I'm just, is it somebody we know? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> good question. <laughs> I mean, yeah. no, well, check out the credits well, for that. that. That's all I have to talk about. That's all I had to talk oh. about significantly as far as games. I like, I was a fool. Uh, and and played like two hours of Xenoblade Chronicles three, knowing damn well I wasn't gonna be able to stay in it because Bayonetta three was coming out. Though I played a yeah, bunch of stuff in between. Yeah, I think you were talking about that. But... Oh yeah, boy, I, I I've only gotten to play a stage of Bayonetta three, um, just because I was <laughs> finishing yeah. Modern Warfare two this weekend for review. Um, <laughs> No controversy with that game whatsoever. <laughs> no. <laughs> with Pre- which press. one? <laughs> Press X to de-escalate right. uh, yeah. by pointing a gun <laughs> at someone. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I just, you know, I, I only played one stage of Bayonetta 3. Obviously, there was the whole thing with the whole voice actor. Ooh, that lap. Yeah, yeah. That uh, was a lot. And, like, I had a lot of thoughts at the start of it, not knowing where it was going to go. <laughs> that was, yeah, same. And I, I didn't follow it to completion, <laughs> but... Yeah, it seemed to take some turns, so I don't, I don't know. Like, my 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 thing on boycotts is never to like organize boycotts, but it's to be like, oh, I don't want to buy a thing, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Like, the 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 second it was like called for, I kind of raised an eyebrow, but I was just yeah. like, well, you got fucked over. Okay, I get it, but yeah. Did you get fucked over? See, but I- then. Yeah, then there were turns. Yes, <laughs> it really ground against me because you know if anything is one one of the many things I've learned over the past, course of the past few years uh, is just like you just always believe the women or the oppressed or the mm-hmm. whatever when mm-hmm. they make the accusation. But it's just like something about her statement just made me go something is not right it was really how dismissive she was of jennifer hale taking over the role Mm -hmm. um and that it's just like you should know who she is and it's not just like some hussy they brought in off the street to be bayonetta like just something seems weird here and then yeah the story came out from jason schreier that was like yeah well you know some people at platinum say this and then she was like no well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be done with this. <laughs> but yeah. still, please donate to these anti-abortion causes. What? Yeah. Helena Taylor? Oh, God. Uh, and, you know, in, in my original, I, I posted a big, I you know, on all my social media, I, I posted a lot of long thoughts. And, and the thing that I didn't want to say out loud, because, again, believe women, believe the oppressed, believe people who, you know say they are wronged. Um, what occurred to me is I looked more into her career and mm-hmm. uh, this shouldn't be important, but as someone who aspires to be in this business and who, you know, extantly works very as tangentially as, you know, in, in this business, um, I had to sort of look and be like, what is her commercial value? Again, that shouldn't matter. Like it would be nice if a company was loyal. And again, this is based on her initial accusation, which proved to be incorrect because it would suck if she voiced the first two games and then they offered her less money to do the same thing. 
Like that yeah. sucks, but it happens. It'd be nice. That's the thing is we all went like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah, like that. Um, I didn't want to sound disrespectful online, but I'll say it now. Like she we're, doesn't we have are much online. of a career. <laughs> I'm going to like, she hadn't been doing anything. Mm-hmm. And it, as I, I, I did point this out, like that could be for a number of reasons, you know, the, 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 a lot of she it could she could be in the very unfortunate position that a lot of women about her age hit when like, well, you turn 40 and the roles start drying up. And that I also that sucks and is no fault of her own. Uh, but like demonstrably, she has demonstrably. Dem- I think you did it right. OK, demonstrably. <laughs> I mean, I want to see you keep trying. <laughs> Demoters, demo, demonstrating, it can be demonstrated that she really has not had much of a career outside Bayonetta. She's got Bayonetta, well, and that's the one thing she can hang her hat on. Well, I saw, like, she did some work in, like, the 2000s on, like, various PS2 and Xbox and, you mm-hmm. know, whatever games around there. So it seemed like she was building up, and then she was Bayonetta, and then... She was like, I'm Bayonetta. And then that was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's it's like, I also noticed she on her personal actor webpage, she doesn't have a link to her talent agency or representation. And so I also wonder like, well, now that I'm Bayonetta, the jobs will start pouring in. I don't need an agent or anyone. Yeah, Hello, I please. I don't, I don't, I don't even know if it goes beyond like the, you know, she hit, she hit the role, you know, like she got that spot and she probably identifies so much with Bayonetta that when it went to somebody else, like she didn't know what to do with those emotions. She's like, but that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And as an actor, you can't be that fucking precious. (laughs) It ain't you, babe. I I know you think it is, but you know, yeah. And it's a shame that she does not have much else to keep her busy with. I, I, I also saw l- lots of references to her West End performance of the Sisters Rosenzweig back in the early 80s when that was a new play. And, oh, wow. Um, yeah. Can, can I use that as a reference? Because just that name is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was last seen in the Sisters of Robin Schwein. <laughs> I saw yeah. that play at Jiva when I was a teenager. Uh, I didn't like it. Um, and it, it, well, I will say, like, playing the game, even the first chapter, it's easy to see how they would have done, like, a cameo for her because it, like, a a Bayonetta gets killed, like, in the first right. cutscene, yeah. and then it uh, moves on to another Bayonetta. So they could have just had her oh. voice, old Bayonetta, and then it moves yeah. on to the Bayonetta three Bayonetta voice by Jennifer Hale, but it's, they're both Jennifer Hale. Uh, but you know, it's easy to, see. yeah. Like, <laughs> was that set up in the second game? The uh, multiples. Um, I don't know. Still, like <laughs> Bayonetta two seemed like it was simultaneously a prequel and a sequel to the first one. Uh, and uh, again, what makes a franchise? What makes a Bayonetta? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I'll, I'll have to like, like who cares? <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll have to see like what goes on moving forward in Bayonetta three, other than just being like, okay, this is cool. Like, lots of shit is flying around, and while the cutscenes look like shit, the action is at sixty frames per second, and that's what matters. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a game I still need to play 
I know it exists on Switch, but the physical got pricey. One of them. Uh, well, do we want to transition to yeah, I'm just talking about TV or? I guess uh, I'll, I'll do a <laughs> just, quick one because I have a transition. Yeah. Just uh, I, I don't think Dave would have watched this, but Tim, have you seen any of the Chainsaw Man? Yes. No. You see a lot of people talking yeah. about that Chainsaw mm-hmm. Man. A lot of people talking about that Chainsaw Man. Well, like earlier today, uh, I was talking to a coworker that's into it, and I was like, well, I went into it thinking it was going to be like a goofy persona, and now I think of it as like, it's more of a goofy Devil May Cry if Devil May Cry was like a Sentai, like a Sentai <laughs> show, like a Monster of the Week kind I don't, of. I don't see how that's goofy at all. It's not good. Well, like the, the attitude of the show itself is a, a, <laughs> a little more tongue in cheek. Uh, it almost feels like a parody in a way, but I think it's still kind of within this world. The action's really good. Yeah. I don't have much to say aside from like, Looks great. It's a big, silly premise. It's just a guy made of chainsaws who's absorbed uh, his little dog demon uh, and can just be a whole bunch of chainsaws. There's kind of like a Charlie's Angels type agency of different demon people doing different demon stuff. It's only four episodes in uh, so far, but it's very fun. And the music's the very, very good. Um what I want to say is through Hulu, through my Firefox browser, the subtitles are shit. <laughs> this is apparently a thing. I don't know. I, I believe multiple. I, I think it's just like if you're watching through the browser, but I've never had. And because I'm watching through Hulu, but the subtitles will be both early and late and catch up <laughs> sometimes. Hmm. So like nobody's talking just like text just like keeps like scrolling and scrolling and scrolling like it's funny at this point but it's very throwing yeah i was just curious if you heard no no really watched the anime but this one was like okay i'll give it a shot yeah i'm interested in in that is it's got people a talking no i I watched like i am not caught up on andor though i like what i've Mm -hmm. i've enjoyed what i've gotten to watch Oh my God. Uh, I've heard enough that I'm I'm gonna give it a shot at some point. Yeah. Well, what I I'm can't in- stop talking about Andor to it anyone is. who will listen. Well, you will <laughs> stop talking now because I don't want to hear about anything after episode four. <laughs> uh, what I'm enjoying, and maybe Dave, you can you can chime in on this, is that like it is so detached through four yep. episodes through everything. You know, it the only character that that I have seen well, Mun Mothma was in the latest episode, but you know, whatever. Um it's not like, haha, here she is. But you know, it's it's right. kind of like you're viewing the state of the galaxy through Andor's eyes, um and and seeing where he's coming up from. And then it you know you start to see more of like what's going on with the the galactic empire as it continues to expand and it's all its crap. Uh and how the rebellion is just starting and yeah, it's just nice. Cause the, the best parts of Mandalorian are when it's completely detached from any other kind of star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, Obi-Wan obviously could not do that uh, yeah. from the start, but yeah, this, this is so far so good. 
Yeah, it's funny. I, like, mm-hmm. this is could not be more the polar opposite of Obi-Wan. And I loved Obi-Wan for, for what it was. Obi-Wan took the very, very familiar and I thought successfully recontextualized it as something with much more emotional depth. Um, whereas something that I think Andor really succeeds at, uh, I guess personally, I, I never disliked Rogue One. And again, I, I will go back and watch rewatch Rogue One after Andor has run its course. But mm. my my main problem with Rogue One at the time was I really like these characters and I really like this premise and I mm. wish they all got the... Ch- I wish I could explore them them and this more. But this See, movie my, my is just this tight little with, closed loop. My my thing with Rogue One has always been like those those aren't characters. Like they're mm. they're flat stereotype they're stand-ins for characters okay. that i wanted to see breathe a little like more yeah okay well sort andor breathes that's that, that yeah. you know that's the great thing is that andor with the time of a television series gives you the time to just let these pe- these characters exist and you see the mundanity of their lives and you see this premise which is there are no super powered people here there are no gifted force sensitive users <laughs> swooping in to save the day by blasting you know at the exhaust port just right there, there's these, that guys in beskar armor with jetpacks yeah right. the, these yeah. are just the regular people who are doing the hard work of mm-hmm. fomenting resistance to a fascist government and the the show also gives the time to explore what is the reality of living under a fascist government, whether you are actively resisting it, whether you are complicit in it, or whether you are just, you know, they're living under the oppression of it. Well, it and, yeah, and, and that's, that was exact, I mean... I don't like when criticism goes, I would have done this, but it was hard not to think during Rogue One, what I wanted was her arc to be from like the shrugging off of Mm. picking a role to like, okay, this is the arc of her just being like, okay, it's about resistance. And I just did not feel that arc. Mm. It just kind of like, it switched at the end when it needed to sort of thing. Yeah. 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 No, Andor mm. lives in this space where it is real people with real human level stakes and not superhero level stakes, like, <laughs> and does it so well. And like, <laughs> oh my God, it, it, it's the mundanity. The mundanity is seeing everyday life. Like, what are people's apartments like <laughs> in the Star Wars galaxy? What What is that? What is a job like? What does a suit with a tie look like in Star Wars? <laughs> All this, you know, the the the... the uh, the painful reality of it is just so well drawn. Nice. Um, yo, God, it's nice. It's nice as fuck. <laughs> I, I will also say, and I'm, I know that I can't remember this happened to other people, but uh, when I saw Andor, my brain said Alderaan. I was just like, <laughs> oh, this is just a show set on Alderaan. Great. Cool. <laughs> What's going to happen? <laughs> So I kind of wrote that off once I was just like, oh, okay, it is not cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you can already see, you know, even through like the four episodes, uh, you know, where Andor's arc is going. I'm just like, oh, this is why he's the way he is in Rogue One. Like he has, you know, been doing this rebellion shit like for so long. And mm-hmm. 
he he is hardened in, into it and not fucking around. Uh, I feel like it'll. I, I mean, like if I click with the show, it's going to make Rogue One better. That's that's yep. just yeah. the way it's yep. gonna be. Yeah, word, which is awesome. Yeah, uh, I I did watch uh, all of She Hulk. I just oh, finished okay. watching all of She Hulk today. Yeah, I haven't seen any of it, but uh, I, like Dana Schwartz, the writer, I enjoyed. I I, I enjoyed pretty much the whole thing. I feel oh, like it's the a last delight. episode. The last episode kind of went a bit too far uh, <laughs> for me, but. <laughs> But like it, it again, um, you know, the Marvel comics that I read now, excepting like Spider-Man, are generally like comics that are centered around, you know, B and C level characters, like the shittier the character, the better. Um, yeah. Though, you know, as they keep making movies and products, like suddenly those characters yeah. start bubbling up and aren't quite so, you know, Moon Knight isn't in the gutter anymore when he has a Disney Plus show. Uh, uh, I was going to say, hold on, <laughs> the public opinion tells pe- me. <laughs> people know who he is, uh, you know, so, but yeah, I, I, you know, at, at a certain point, it's like I couldn't, as much as I enjoyed, like, Avengers uh, and X-Men, it's just like, you know, something is happening with those characters every six months that is this giant world shattering crossover it went from like oh there's one a year to there's just they're just rolling just constantly like they never get their own stories to breathe and you know that was a problem when i was reading comics which yeah like before i moved yeah exactly yeah or yeah yeah it's it's like you never get a chance to like have a story with that comic until the next big thing is happening so unless you're reading or other comics. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, yeah, not, not no more. Uh, <laughs> she Hulk, you know, the show is detaching itself from all that other crap that's happening. Like, you know, Bruce Banner <laughs> is in the first episode to, you know, kind of get her up to speed and then just pushes her out to door onto the street level, you know, in this world where there's, you know, all kinds of superhero crap coming on, but people are just trying to live their daily lives with it around them. And she's attached to it on the most, like, base level, you know. It, it is does... very refreshingly low stakes. Yes. Yeah. That, that is a key underlying. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that That's lets the comedy said... shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the CG, though. I have bad. seen that in motion. Yeah, it's not good. Not great. It's, it's so... not good. <laughs> like, I mean, sometimes it's okay, no, no. but... Not to take a cheap shot. It's just I saw people laughing and I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever. And then someone showed me a clip and I'm just like, it is kind of jaw dropping. Mm. <laughs> like that is weird that it is like cutscene. Yeah, you get used to it, I guess, after you watch the show enough. But uh I watched it on a ten inch okay. screen while working out. And <laughs> I think that you know that, that, that probably helped. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's what TV is now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, it's bad. And I mm-hmm. can't say it's not distracting. Um, but it certainly doesn't ruin the yeah. it, it doesn't detract from the show. Cool. It's just all right, this is an effect like it it's a known quantity. It's I, I guess yeah. is the only way to put it. Um, but you know, I'll I, I'll definitely take She Hulk over most of the other shows, Marvel shows on Disney yeah. Plus. Like, you mm. know, I enjoyed Loki. I enjoyed most of WandaVision. Uh, See, those are like 
higher than most Marvel movies to be. I would yeah. say like low. Oh, I really enjoyed WandaVision. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, this is a great change of pace. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is super it's, low stakes. Oh, yeah. It felt very breezy to watch. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It is, if it's anything, a, a show about being a woman in complicated comic book fandom and mm-hmm. is, you know, mm-hmm. bluntly acknowledges that. Um, as there's a great article about how, that, how they tried to make this a very sex positive show and like mm-hmm. the way this show sort of handles topics like slut shaming and, mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, no, she is that like, there is, yeah, no, she the, bangs multiple dudes. In she this, bangs. Uh, she yeah. bangs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hulk smash yeah. as she puts it. Um, uh, yeah. And it's great. And there is no inherent (laughs) shame in that. Yeah. The only shame is when your personal life is weaponized against you because that's not fair to anyone. And, um, Mm. yeah, yeah, no, I thought it was a wonderful show and, and yeah, the finale is, uh, uh, a bit wild, but, uh, I, I think not too far off from where the show Mm -hmm. was tracking anyway. And, and 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 does provide uh, a Jennifer Walters attorney at law with with you know more mm-hmm. of a sense of agency over her own narrative and uh, so yeah no I was I was satisfied from beginning to start yeah thanks from the beginning and to the so start, was thanks. Jennifer Walters hey oh uh, smash uh, <laughs> oh yeah, did no, you see Miss Marvel gonna... I can't remember what's up. Did you see Ms. Marvel? I can't No, remember. I haven't watched all of it. And Richard was like, I want to watch something right now, yesterday or something like that. And I was like, no, now is not the time. We haven't, yeah, it was just, yeah. yeah, yeah. My 10-year-old wants to watch it too. Of course, whenever he wants to watch something. What I did watch with him, Weiss, was wow. uh, uh, the hell, w- Wilford and Wilde. Willard oh, Wilde. oh, Wendell and Wilde. Wendell and Wilde, yeah. The name, On the first the name escaped me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wild, the the movie that I would not know was out if it was not for you tweeting about it. <laughs> Henry Selleck has made Nightmare Before Christmas yeah. and Coraline. <laughs> Jordan Peele is on the biggest role of his life. And Netflix is like, we're not going to put it on the front page. Like I, I had to search for it. Yeah, I had to search for it. Like I was like yeah. looking for it to be featured. I'm like, what? like this fucking like Halloween movie just came out. Where the hell is it? Yeah. Uh, Key and Peel back together for the first time since Key and Peel. Wow. Yeah. yeah and it's and it's that. a great movie. I oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's a yeah. even when like it's a little wonky on the story side, I don't mm-hmm. care because it's just like I'm I mean, it's a given that the animation rules. I really like the music. I really like the yeah. music. Is yeah. it too late to watch it now that Halloween's over or no? Nah, no. Nah. No, I mean, uh, like, I, I would say that at any point, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, but the animation, like it rules. It is so good. Like good. <laughs> everything looks so good. I mean, you can literally see the seams on the puppets like they don't try to hide them like yeah. on their faces. But just like in knowing that they do like everything, just about everything practically with like, you know, some post yeah. touch ups is just like. And they show you in the credits, like Coraline. Oh, oh my that. God. Yep. Oh, those magic. It's just, it, it is magic to just like watch the stuff happen and the characters yep. move and how they do effects and, and how it all comes together. Uh, yeah, the story definitely has some things to say. 
about uh, yep. <laughs> like about, the only uh, the only issue you know like I would agree with people on is like it's it it is trying to do too much, but I like all the things it's doing. Like it's yeah, it's brimmingly creative. Like even aside from like you know the yeah the social stuff it's it's doing like it just has ideas off in the corner that like it wants to like fully animate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was fantastic. I gotta watch this uh, movie. Loved, loved when Call to Personality hit and CM Punk didn't yes. come out. That was I great. know. I, I made that joke to myself. <laughs> it's like, oh, thank God it's not that guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right now. Yeah, but... pe- people need to know that that movie is on there and watch it because it's, it's yeah. fantastic. I, I'm going to watch it again because we watched it Sunday afternoon, so I got to watch it with Lauren. Uh, I've said, like it's it's not mine. It's just a year of like great movies, mm-hmm. but it's gonna be the one that I probably rewatch the most <laughs> of the year, yeah. at least so far. All right, yeah. I'm gonna make this uh, our movie night this week. It, it'll dovetail nicely uh, because for Halloween uh, we we watched. Um, we watched Corpse Bride with the kids, and uh, and then we dialed it back a little bit and watched Beetlejuice just the other night, which they had never seen, and which I had not seen in some years. And mm. boy, that's a good movie. Yeah, no, I I watched that one too much. <laughs> but yeah, Corpse Corpse Bride was my. I mean, like the one-two punch was Corpse Bride and Planet of the Apes. Like, mm. but also I just don't deal with puns, <laughs> like the way that they use puns in Corpse Bride. It's just oh weapons. yeah, yeah. No, it's. it's <laughs> I wouldn't exactly call it top tier, but uh, but 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 it, it's it's just at that for for my children, it's a pretty perfect yeah. level of mm-hmm. haunting beautiness. Um, you know, we and and was good prep for Beetlejuice, which we were a little afraid was too scary for the five year old. <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. and with the concepts of of death and 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 all that, but uh, but no, I think you know familiarizing and romanticizing. Uh, the afterlife and 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 corpses and death is is you know mm-hmm. it, it was a g- perfect warm up. Yeah, yeah, they both have the melancholy. Yeah, mm-hmm. romance is a good word for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, jeez. Well, I'm just uh, let's do Werewolf by Night since we since you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The pos- the my positives is the design of man thing <laughs> that looked amazing. Yeah. Uh, I didn't love it. I wanted to like it a <laughs> lot more. It was it, it was very undercutting itself in the normal Marvel jokey like way. And I thought <laughs> black and white looked like cheap as shit. But yeah. um I'm more I'm more glad that it exists. And I love Marvel doing like the specials. Like yeah. I'm way more excited about like a Halloween or a Christmas special at this point. Yeah, it was like it was like what under an hour long again, like kind of low stakes. <laughs> it's just like I could just yeah, kind of it's low stakes. It's giving Michael Giacchino like a chance to like direct his first, you know, like feature if you want to call it a feat. I, I guess, guess. It, I think it counts as oh, feature. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, I I enjoyed it because um, it just kind of told its story and Man Thing was there and that was cool and and got on with it. I appreciated the werewolf looking kind of classic werewolfy mm. and not like some big cgi monstrosity yeah uh, i like where his heart was at with the yeah the practical in general yeah yeah there was some some really there was some cool stuff in there for sure uh, mm-hmm. 
yeah, I, I dug it. You know, I don't know if I'll go back to it every year, but, you know, and the kid enjoyed watching it. So that's the thing. That's where I was going like, oh, this is made more for this is me going like, oh, this is your Mark Summers Halloween special. This is mm-hmm. your, you know, <laughs> like something that like when you go back to it, like he'll go back to it in 20 years and be like, well, I, I'm nostalgic for this. This is. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see what well, I've got. I feel like that uh, was all I've watched other than Bake Off. <laughs> <laughs> am I caught up on Bake Off? Yes, I am caught up on Bake Off. <laughs> it was something this week I wanted to joke about, but I don't remember. Um, uh, I'm, let's see. We see Wheel of Movies. And I TV. know. Well, like, is it movies or TVs? I mean, like, you've got a heart out at 10. That's why I'm just sort of like, let's go. Let's just, whoop, the child has been abducted. Okay. <laughs> I get a lot of... <laughs> This is, I don't know about what national notifications you guys get, but uh, Texas and child abductations, uh, not good. I feel like it's every week. Wow. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. too many. Oh, oh, oh I just what got, do you get? What? I think I'm pretty sure it's just an email. Um. Okay. <laughs> the child you abducted has arrived. Yeah. <laughs> it's on my front porch. <laughs> trying to think if there was anything that you yeah you guys wouldn't have seen any of these but uh saw a decision to leave dave uh the new park chan wook uh oh. movie from the fellow oh, oh like, yes 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 right yes, yes, yeah yes. Uh, loved it loved it. it's saw it's it in the theater mo- i saw it in the theater yes okay. um oh no no i technically didn't because i there there was a fuck Fell up with asleep. the the no, the the Alamo Draft House pass was having a weekend where it was just not functioning, um, oh. which is their like monthly pass thing. So like, I I found a way to watch it, and then I bought a ticket for it after I was done. This is the way that I went about. It. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's a a very it, it's his most Hitchcocky kind of like movie. Interesting. It's, okay. He he is always like back to that word romance. It's a very very it's it's kind of like a very dark romance. Like you know, it, it's kind of fun because you know exactly where the plot is going, mm. but like you're having fun with this main character who doesn't. <laughs> in okay, a way. okay. Um. Uh. Yeah, it's just immaculately shot. Like he he's one of the best directors right now like it's it's just like every frame you're just kind of like even if nothing's happening you're just like looking at how like everything's set and um he uses very like ballet like waltz e like music that like mm. really like transitions really it, it lush lush would be the word mm. i would use yeah uh and in a fun way yeah. <laughs> in in that like uh you know, it, it's still it's still a murder mystery in a way. Like mm-hmm. it's not um, super removed from other South movie parasites, uh, in except that it's not as genre bendy. Like, okay, uh, it does not pull its punches when it comes to gore, but it's it's certainly not like old boy um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> in that sense. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely a good like relax with like sit down with this movie. It's it's kind of right. calming in a very weird way I get from his movies. 
Um, yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm just happy that like, he's kind of getting like a bigger push, like stateside at this point. It's like, uh, it's yeah. Well deserved. Um, yeah. Uh, and then now I get to the more schlocky stuff. With, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got Hellraiser, uh, new Hellraiser, mm. uh, with Jamie Clayton taking the role of pinhead. Uh, it's pretty good. Like I, it's it's not a home run, but the the monsters and the Cenobites all look very good. Um, it's shot a little too dark, which I knew going in, uh, which is kind of a bummer. But I think it's like for for a series that <laughs> the series has really one really good movie, a couple movies that like you kind of like in a fun way and then a whole bunch of direct-to-video movies that like people have opinions on but pretty much this series was gone like in a lot of ways uh so uh david bruckner that did like the night house a few years ago that a lot of people like uh kind of took it re- recontextualizes it a little bit um my only thing is like for being a clive barker movie should have been sexier could have been a little funnier. <laughs> like it's Hellraiser. It's specifically about bondage. Could use a little more sexy. But uh I I think if you're if you're a fan of at least like that 90s era Clive Barker stuff of uh either Hellraiser or Candyman, uh or the lesser like Lords of Illusions and Nightbreed and stuff like that, like it harkens back in a, a fun way. So it's it is not for the kids. <laughs> Like, like, I I think the best thing it does is is the kit the kills and the gore go as hard as they should. So th- those are really fun to watch in a spectacle kind of like sense. Um, and that is on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, there is oh I uh, I watched Orphan First Kill, which uh so there's the first Orphan uh. I think I can spoil the twist because it's been in pop culture for a good 10 years. It's just, it, it's basically like an omen, except the twist at the end of the movie is the little kid was an adult with a medical condition the whole time. Uh, so the second movie, so the first movie's all right. I don't love it. The second movie <laughs> is so fun because they, they're like, okay, you know this fucking crazy premise. We're going to start in the Russian prison. We're going to, like, show you how they broke out. We're going to show you <laughs> her getting to her family with Julia Stiles. And Julia Stiles, uh, I'm going to say, like, by the second half to last act of the movie is doing some very crazy, fun, just heightened B-movie stuff with a good sense of humor to <laughs> a stupid premise that... it's it's that thing where like she shows up and like everybody's like trying to like justify how (laughs) how this like person who was locked up in estonia is in the in the states and like we're all cool with it it's just like how does she know these things i don't know like she had this she had that and then yeah uh goes off the rails in very fun entertaining fashion um and while I'm 
rifling through. The the only other like movie I have is a Shutter exclusive called Deadstream, which I wouldn't have watched if it wasn't for word of mouth. Um, so it's it's a found footage movie about a like mock YouTube streamer kind of guy, like goes to a haunted house. These uh, sort of thing. Uh, the thing is, this movie is Evil Dead. Uh, yeah, it's it's your streamer guy is very much of the Ash breed of just like he's an asshole, but he's very very charming. He's he's very watchable. Um, so he he is very good at getting himself into trouble. Um, and what I really liked is like the gags aren't afraid to just throw shit at the wall and look fun in a way that like most movies are too polished even low budget movies right now like there's there's people in dumb masks running at him in a movie that you would not expect (laughs) uh and it really kind of brought me back to just like making shit and somebody having an idea that day on set and being like (laughs) it'd be fucking funny if this came out of fucking nowhere wouldn't it yeah okay (laughs) so it's it's kind of like the first act is a good build of him, like setting him up for trouble, you know, like basically being like a, a little shocky of a YouTube, like basically a PewDiePie. Like it's it's playing with the PewDiePie like yeah. mold. This guy that you're like, I don't like this guy, but he's pretty <laughs> funny. All right. And then like he's entertaining he just, to watch, but he will what happens to him. He will deserve. Yeah, and we won't be sad about it happening to him yeah. in a <laughs> slapstick kind of like way. So that that was my biggest like surprise, I think, last month because that was that was me going in, going like, well, I don't really like, you know, like there's great found footage movies, but there's like five of them. I yeah. think. What was that called? Uh, was that, Dead Stream. That was Dead Stream. Okay, I found it. Yeah, one word. <laughs> oh, like live stream. Yep. But it's <laughs> yeah, and another one that's like it's like eighty minutes in and out, like perfect amount of time for that kind yeah. of like premise. Right. Yeah, like you you can sell like found footage Evil Dead. You get it. Yeah, you, you mm. know exactly like what that movie is. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. Right. Um, other stuff on t- you know like I love the Chucky show. I I talked about last year but there's that show is not afraid to go campy as fuck like that that's another one where that series has taken so many weird turns that they're not afraid to be like okay this episode we're going to explain fucking everything you know like first movie you know the first movie is voodoo is used to take the soul of a murderer and put it in a doll that's that's movie one (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and like by Bride of Chucky or Seed of Chucky, like he's reading out of a book called Voodoo for Dummies. And there's, <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah, and there's just like a million characters. And like, like this season was like, well, we're going to do uh, just a reunion of the characters from Bound with the Wachowski movie with Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon yeah. and, and Joey Pants just because we think it's fun to do. <laughs> like, and it, it pulls, like, I'm just happy that I can't believe that other people are watching this show. It's one of those shows. <laughs> like, this is a very popular show for, uh, 
for sci-fi slash Hulu mm. right now. And I'm like, how? How is this not <laughs> just me watching the show? Oh, there was boy. at least one Chucky costume at my daughter's school this year. Of course. Uh, it's, I mean, it's uh, huge. You've got wrestlers yeah. from, well, this last episode yeah. had a WWE wrestler in it. I can't remember. Yeah, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. Yes. That bit was very funny. <laughs> and it, it was perfect because it's just sort of like, okay, we're going to do a bit at the end <laughs> and you don't have to say much. We're going to yeah. set it up. Now off you go. Yeah. I mean, she wanted to do that. That was like a uh, dream fulfilled for her. <laughs> oh, that's part of the show. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I think it's, was it haunted? Uh, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of other Chucky. Sh- like, all of a sudden, Chucky is very, very popular. It Weird. just worked out. Never would have guessed. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I mean, When's Leprechaun going to the top? <laughs> right. <laughs> Leprechaun's stuck in that Hellraiser zone, unfortunately. <laughs> like, Leprechaun and Critters. Oh, well, I guess yeah. Critters. Maybe, maybe after the, the Willow show, Warwick Davis will have the clout to bring back the Leprechaun. Right. <laughs> I'm sure he'll oh. want to do that. Weird things uh, that are happening. Uh, very good. The Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities on mm-hmm. Netflix is very, very good. I haven't finished it, but um, he, <laughs> whenever Guillermo del Toro does something, he puts so much of himself into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's just curating a bunch of good directors doing an anthology mm-hmm. horror show. Yeah, uh, and it actually feels very, very good. Nice. Uh, yeah. I just hate how much stuff there is to watch. I don't have a chance. It's like we no. do this podcast. I load up my list or it's like, you know, I'll look yeah. on Netflix and I'm like, well, I'll add this to my list and probably never get to watch it. <laughs> I, I, if I'm, if I'm in the mood for something, I put it on immediately if I can. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's, that's the only way that I really like get to stuff where I'm just sort of like, Oh, I got, because I watched orphan first killed because I just got a trial to paramount plus for the month to do that. I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch this new Beavis and Butthead show. Mm. That show's great, by the way. <laughs> That's what, yeah, people say. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, like, the, it works almost too well with viral content uh, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, so that's, and the you know, like, I list all this shit off and I'm still missing most of the stuff that, like, a lot of my friends are watching. I'm just yeah. like, yeah, I, I'm not watching... Game of Thrones. I'm not watching Rings of Power. I'm not watching yeah. Otis or you know Succession or Severance or anything on Apple Plus because I don't have it. Yeah. yeah. White Lotus premieres better than it has any right to be, yeah. considering it is season two, like anthology <laughs> style, like new set of characters, new oh, everything. Yes, yes, and well, usually when. Coolidge, There's still right? Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer <laughs> Coolidge is the only consistent threat. Um, but like, whereas where I have dropped off other shows that did that, like um, Gabriel Burns in Treatment years ago, which had sort of a revolving cast from season to season. Uh, already, I'm pretty invested in this new cast. Like they kind of did a great job. Mm-hmm. Doesn't d- doesn't hurt that it's anchored by Aubrey Plaza. Being, yeah. Being great. And uh and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, Oscar winner F. Murray Abraham sexing it up uh, <laughs> in, 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 right. in a fun Italian setting. So 
Anyway, yeah. Uh, Tim, yep. we should probably let you go. Yeah, so you've I have, a minute to, to pee. have to give the show the hook so I can uh, go be on another show, unfortunately. No. But uh, You're a busy man. I am busy. Well, on Tuesdays, that's what ends up happening, and I am oh. important because I am the one talking about the Call of Duty this year. Oh, oh boy. That's a position to be in. Dude, is the... This is the first Call of Duty campaign I have completed since Modern Warfare 3. Wow. Which was uh, Modern Warfare 3. <laughs> yeah. Stuff that I was... 2011. Ooh. Yeah. And only the second, I believe the second Call of Duty I've touched since then. Mm. Why would you? Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> It's because Modern Warfare, I, I wanted to play the the Modern Warfare like remake revival they did like a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, but I don't feel like paying 60 bucks for a Call of Duty game. Uh, <laughs> but when you get a review code, then yeah, yeah I'll, I'll check it out for sure. And yeah, I'll be talking about that here in like 20 minutes over on the SML Twitch stream. But Well, good luck. <laughs> Have a fun night. Say hi to all of our friends over there at the SML podcast. Uh, and uh, yeah. But yeah, thank you to everyone who actually did pop up and watch us uh, yeah. talk about shit tonight and chatting about things in the chat. That was cool. Yeah. It was a, the, the question for you, Dave, did not reappear. I'm sorry. Uh, someday. Someday. someday uh, bring, it, bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> no, a uh, horse with no name is talking about Cabinet of Curiosities. and Yeah. Oh, I see how it is. Yeah. Some, some guy named Rez was talking about Yakuza like a dragon in there. Oh, uh, boy. I... D- I'm so mad because I need to play all of them canonical. Like, I know. I know I could skip around, but I need to play Yakuza 2. <laughs> Damn it. I know that you don't, because Like a Dragon I I... is the series now. Like, so, I know. so Yakuza 6 is now the first one. So, you know, just go for it, man. Just uh, jump in there. I'll get a PS5. I'll get the Yakuza collection. Then I'll see you in nine years. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so many games. Yeah, I was distressed to see how many games are coming out this month that I want to be involved with. Because uh, I thought it was not many, and then it's like, oh, there's some stuff on Game Pass that I want to check out. Uh, so, yeah, well, it's like, yeah, I just started Bayonetta Somerville, which is the new uh, game from the, I believe it's the new game from the Inside team, or somebody who was oh. involved with Inside, that's coming out. Just like an, about that, I was like, "Why haven't they released something in forever?" Yeah, it comes out in like next week or the week after. Uh, that's like an alien invasion is going on, I think. Uh, so it looks like War of the Worlds. That looks cool. Mm-hmm. Pen- Pentatent, which is like an adventure game that looks like a medieval, mm-hmm. uh, you know, art piece. <laughs> I guess I don't know how to describe. It, it just yeah. looks really cool. I want to check out. Um, I, I am excited for God. It. Yeah, I am excited for God of War. Uh, cause I really like the first one and this is apparently the second half of the story. There isn't, it's not like a middle chapter of a trilogy. It's actually going to be the end. So that's cool. Uh, like of course, that. Pokemon is going to be a big deal in this house when it mm-hmm. comes out. I didn't um, care until the ghost dog and I love the design. Of the <laughs> they have got some real banger Pokemon going into this game. <laughs> really good. Yeah. Some really good ones. I, I don't know what, what's going on. They felt they needed to like really step it up, but yeah, there's like the yeah. dog made out of bread. There's like the, yeah, the he's a good boy. toad that like has tummy grumbles in its lair. There's, there's like an olive. <laughs> it's just, this might be the first one I play since yellow. <laughs> 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 Crazy. Wait, stuff there's an olive. This. I'm in. 
you bastards. Yeah. I mean. It's just like every single one they show off. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? Like, this yeah. is fantastic. It's what I want. So, yeah, the, the weirder, the better. So, yeah, got a busy month of games ahead of me. And maybe I'll play something this month. <laughs> trying to catch up on some movies. Yeah, that Golden Idol game. Well, if it makes yeah. it to Switch, uh, I guess, you know, it's only on PC at the moment, but yeah. LeChonk, that's what I was thinking of, LeChonk. Thank LeChonk. you in the chat. The, oh. LeChonk, the pig Pokemon, LeChonk. I'm I'm sure I've seen pictures of all oh, of them. Oh, you've seen The LeChonk. name of it is LeChonk. <laughs> I mean, that's perfect. It's fantastic. All right. But yeah, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. All uh, right. And uh, yeah, coming up, I, you know... We'll maybe try to squeeze one in at the end of the month because otherwise our next show would probably be a blank of the year. Yeah. So, yeah. So we probably got two more episodes for this year, one way or the other. We'll do a normal one and then our end of the year wrap up. And then I can't officially say who may or may not be at MAGFest, but uh, (laughs) maybe we'll (laughs) maybe keep an eye on their, uh, their, Social media feeds, yeah. announcements of guests. <laughs> There's a Magfest this year, in case you were wondering. Yeah, there was one last year too. Didn't make it to that, yeah. but uh, some some plans are. Yeah. I think the musician announcements have been popping up on Twitter. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they're about to start popping off more. I because yeah, yeah, because it's two months away. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty, All right. Yeah. You gotta go. Thank you and good good night, night everybody. Bye-bye. I want to watch it die! Choose my weapon, pick your poison, arrange for your burial plot. Choose a coffin, pick a tombstone, a classy place for you to ride. Smell your blood, see it spray. Tweet a pick as you decay. Skin your face and cut your throat Let it be my Satan God It's your body, take your seat It's your flesh that we will eat Your heart will raise, your hands will shake Now eat a piece of murder cake I can make your mother cry, make your children watch your die Spray the coffin with your blood, decorate the neighborhood With your cockies and your guts, with your eyeballs and your nuts Tommy values coming down, now you live in murder town it's your party, it's your seat, it's your place that we're